Good morning, Christian America. So what's the difference between rock and sand? You think you know the difference, but Christ has something for you. He's got another message for you. He's going to tell you the true difference between rock and sand. What does it mean? Today we're going to cover Matthew, the end of Matthew chapter 7. So get ready, get your Bibles, come to the screen, open up your ears, open up your minds, open up your hearts, and let's get after it. Good morning, Christian America. So, good morning, Christian America. Welcome to the podcast. Eddie here with the Christian American T-Shirt Company and the Christian American Community. I want to remind everybody that if you want to contribute to the Christian American Community, you can always go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. We sell tees, tanks, sweats, and hoodies. Tees like the one that I have on right now. If you're listening to the podcast on audio only on any one of the eight uh, platforms that we're on, then you can't see me, but you can close your eyes and imagine that I'm wearing a premium... 100% cotton fitted Christian American tee with a shining cross signifying the light of Christ, the shining beacon for the rest of civilization. And that's what he calls us to be, that that light of the world as a Christian American. You can go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, pick yourself up, just something just like what I have on right here. Uh, and there's plus there's much more. If you can't go to Christian American Community, uh, if you can't go to ChristianAmericanTees.com, you can always go to the Christian American Community Facebook page. Come to the Facebook page, drop us a line, give us a recommendation, listen to the content, go to YouTube.com, check out the Good Morning Christian America podcast, leave us some comments, leave us some recommendations, get all your Christian American content uh, as, as much as you want. So now, two foundations. Every Wednesday we come to you and we go down... A, a portion, a small tidbit of the New Testament. We're still on Matthew, we're on Matthew chapter 7, but this year, I mean, this week, we're going to finish up Matthew chapter 7 with two foundations. The section called Two Foundations. So, to refresh everybody's memory or to uh, let the folks that are tuning in for the first time to bring them up to speed, in Matthew chapter 7, in the early stages, in the early book of Matthew, Christ is entering his ministry. He's been baptized by John the Baptist. The, dove, the Holy Spirit came down like a dove. A voice from the heaven said, this is my son. With him I am well pleased. He goes off into the desert. He's tempted and he uses the verbiage of the Old Testament, of the true knowledge, the original covenant against the devil and his temptations he comes out of the uh, of the desert and he calls his apostles he calls his followers come follow me and they drop everything and they follow him and because of that he begins to teach them and he teaches them on the beatitudes and how the meek will inherit the earth and the peacemakers will be called the children of god and he teaches on fasting and he teaches on being the light of the world he teaches on being the salt of the earth he teaches on 
having faith and not being anxious, not being worried to trust in God and he will provide all these things. He says when you fast not to not to act uh, like you are suffering, not to pretend that you are worse off than you actually are, but to be strong and to brush your hair and to fix your face and to put on the best your best faith face and put it forward and to live your life as it like as if God is great because he is and he continues down these lessons of teaching and last week if you remembered um and if last week if you remembered uh we talked about entering the kingdom of heaven and he's describing the two uh the the two paths the the narrow gate to life or the wide road to destruction and if you tuned in to Monday's podcast, we kind of expanded on that and the two different paths on how to either go towards life or go towards destruction, how to go towards heaven or go towards heavenly, uh, earthly things, and how do we set milestones for ourselves to know that we are on the right path, to know that we are doing good works, to know that we are on the road to heaven, to do a, a back azimuth is the uh, example that I use uh, in the podcast as a as a an example of doing land navigation through the woods something i'm sort of familiar with is that you need a compass and you're shooting an azimuth to know where you're going but sometimes you have to shoot a back azimuth to know where you come from just to make sure that you are on the right line because that's the ultimate thing is you need to get to your destination and in this scenario that destination is christ almighty that destination is eternity in heaven so, ladies and gentlemen, with it's with that background knowledge that we're going to enter into today's lesson at the end of chap, uh, Matthew chapter 7, where Christ is talking about two foundations. Now, the great thing, well, there's many great things about Jesus, but one of the great things about Jesus is the way that he teaches. It's the way that he breaks down the, the, the word of God and the Old Testament because the new hasn't been written at this point. He's breaking down the Old Testament and he's giving you the spirit of the law. He's giving you the meaning of the law to explain it in a simple way, in terms that we can all understand. You know, back then and even today, people constantly berate Christians as the dopes, the 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 druggards, the, the folks that are uneducated, the uh, backwoods folks that still believe in, you know, miracles and they still believe that there's a god and they still believe that all these things this is nothing new this is something that have that has been said about the followers of christ ever since there were followers of christ and the great thing about christ is that he breaks down his teaching he breaks down this is right and this is wrong that's why it's always important that's why we always preach and we always uh express to you guys the need to read scripture if you are not reading the bible if you're not opening that bible then and and, and reading what god has to say and not reading what christ uh, uh example that christ lived then you are on you are on the wrong path you may be headed in a direction of of destruction you may be headed down the wide road of destruction so it's important that we pick up scripture and you understand what he's saying because that leads right into this lesson so matthew chapter 7 verse 24 christ's words therefore anyone who hears the words of mine and acts on them 
will be like a wise man. Like, like, a, like a who? Like a wise man. That's what he's saying. Not an uneducated, not a fool, not a drunkard, not a, a, a backwoods, back alley, you know, uneducated individual. No, 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 no. Not a simpleton. He says, Christ says, anyone who hears the words of mine and acts on them. That's another key phrase. Acts on them. Will be like a wise man. Who built his house on rock. So that when rain fell. The rivers rose. And the winds blew. And pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse. Because the foundation was on rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine. And and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand where the rains fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and pounded that house and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. Once again, in this passage, Jesus is laying out two paths, two distinct directions, the path to life or the path to destruction. The path to heaven or the path here on earth to earthly goods and earthly possessions. In this scenario, and so once again, Christ is laying out two different directions, right? Two opposing views the path to life or the path to destruction, the path uh, to heaven or the path to earthly possessions and earthly wealth and earthly things and in this scenario he's talking about he gives you another clear-cut example of a foundation of rock that's built strong that can withstand the elements that can withstand obstacles that come against it that can withstand the rain and the rivers and the winds because you As an individual, you, as a follower of Christ, will take on these obstacles. You will take on these the the rain, the wind, and the river, and the winds. You will take on these obstacles. People will come at you. Organizations will come at you. Employers will come at you. Other people will come at you. They will try to demonize you. They will try to ostracize you. They will try to criticize you. They will try to crucify you for your beliefs in God Almighty, for your beliefs in the greater good, for your beliefs, for your beliefs in Christ Almighty. They will come after you. And a person that has a foundation built on rock, strength, will be able to overcome all these things. But someone who does not listen to my words and who does not act on them will be as someone as a foolish man who built his house on sand and you know as well as i know you can pick up a handful of sand and you can't and it just runs between your fingers you can't build a house on sand if you build a house on sand even the slightest wind will blow it over The sand will shift underneath the house and it will fall apart. Anyone who knows anything about that can understand 
that you can't build a house on sand and that if you don't if you're not acting on God's word, if you're not actively reading what God has said, if you're not actively reading how Christ lived, if you're not actively trying to understand the message of the Bible, the message that God is trying to, to, to reveal to us and then act on it. He doesn't say just read it. He doesn't say just learn it. He doesn't say just hear it. He doesn't say just speak it. He says to act on it. Those who don't act on it will be as a foolish man who built his hand his house on sand so when they come after you when the rivers and the rain and the wind come after you you will fold like a house building on sand you won't stand up to the criticizers you won't stand up to the to the ostracizers you won't stand up to the persecutors you won't stand up to the crucifiers you won't stand and profess your faith in him you won't stand with christ you will deny christ you will turn over and you see that in 2019 how often do we see that how often do we see people and individuals and and, and organizations that are supposed to stand for principle that are supposed to stand for christ's word and they fold to peer pressure they fold to advertisers they fold to their pew members they fold because they're scared they don't have faith their faith is built on sand they don't have faith in Christ they don't have faith in God they don't have faith in their their own beliefs they don't have faith in the words that are written so they try to justify their actions that go against what Christ stood for in order to save their reputation here on earth in order to save their church membership in order to save their their advertisements they are in order to save their own profits or whatever their motivation whatever they're selling they're trying to hold on to it all these earthly things they they and they're going to make excuses to say well i got to pay my bills or i'm trying to do this other thing or it's now ain't a good time or i don't want to start any trouble and they're going to say all these i don't want to offend anybody i'm not sure it's my job to do these things when you're a Christian American leader, it is your job to lead Christian Americans. If you are, if you fail to do that, or if you're not willing to do that, then give up the mantle of Christian American leader. Give up the mantle of faith leader. Give up the mantle of leader in general, because you're not leading anybody. If you are not, if you're not willing to stand up to the enemy, if you're not willing to stand up to those who would persecute your flock then you are not a good shepherd you are a hired hand you are not dedicated and you will not put your life on the line as christ says a good shepherd puts his life on the line you are a hired hand because christ says it's just transactional because you get paid is how is why you watch these sheep and the minute that the that the risk out uh, outweighs the reward you will go astray and that's exactly what we see in 2019 where these so-called Christian American leaders that are supposed to stand up for Christian Americans. They're supposed to stand strong for Christian Americans. They're supposed to lead Christian Americans. They're supposed to hold up scripture and they're supposed to live by the spirit and the letter of the law. They're supposed to live by the moral guidelines and the moral principles that the book, that the holy book lays out for us. We can argue and we can debate on the dietary laws. We can argue and we can debate and we can discuss 
on the cultural laws of the various times throughout the scripture. But we cannot debate and we cannot argue on the moral laws of the Bible. The things that we know are right and wrong. The things that we know provide for a good society. The things that we know provide for a good family. The things that we know provide for a good community. The things that we know that provide for a good country. Strong families. The institution of marriage. The protection of the most vulnerable. The protections and the sanctity of life at all levels, at all ages, from unborn and born, from the moment of conception to the moment of natural death, to the promotion of the family life, the nuclear family, mother, father, children, man and a woman, connected and bonded under Christ Almighty through the sanctity and the, and the sacrament of marriage. We know these things. These things can't be disputed. And the reason we know these things is because they've lived, we've lived like this for so long and we've done nothing but prosper. And by prosper, yes, I do mean in the, in the earthly and worldly sense, we have prospered. And if you go back to earlier Matthew chapter six, when Christ says, when you seek his kingdom first and you seek his righteousness first, all these things will be given to you as well. But most importantly is that you seek his wisdom and his righteousness first. And so throughout the last 2,000 years in the Western civilization and in America in particular, we have sought his kingdom first. We have sought his righteousness first. We've understood the basic moral principles that the Christian America, that, 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 make up the Christian American foundation of this country that has led us to prosperity as a nation. Not simply of having things, but a, a prosperity of interactions, prosperity of meaning, prosperity of overcoming. And that's what we've done. That's what America has done. We've overcome evil time and time again. We have overcome evil through various conflicts in various times in our histories because we've always been morally correct in in those arguments in those fights so christ is telling us if you if you listen to my words so first what does that mean you got to read them you got to understand them you got to open up a book you got to be educated in christ you got to pick up scripture you got to be at some point you got to you got to you got to read what he wrote you got to understand what he said you got to understand the principles you got to listen to way the way paul breaks it down paul wasn't just chosen for no reason christ chose paul because he was already he already had the zealousness and fire within him. He just had to be pointed in the right direction. And that's what Christ did. He had to slow him down a bit. He had to blind him for a couple days. He had to say, you know, he had to get him correct. But when he came back, when he, when he was redeemed in Christ's eyes, when Christ forgave him, Paul went full bore for Christ Almighty. 
because he saw and he knew and he knew the scriptures from before and he saw what was going on then and he knew where he was going he did a back azimuth check and he knew where he was headed he was headed towards the kingdom of god and he understood that that was going to come with obstacles he understood that was going to come with trials and tribulations he, he understood that that was going to come with jail time and being chained and being crucified and and eventually being beheaded he understood that he was going to go through some things in order to reach his ultimate day ultimate destination which wasn't here on earth but was in in heaven with christ for eternity he has given us a blueprint on how to live he has given us an understanding of what jesus said and jesus himself gave us the spirit of the law that was laid out before he walked this earth all of these things are interconnected all of these things are can be understood once you open up scripture once you understand what the word what words christ said how he lived what he did what he's done for us you'll be able to feel his presence wherever you go you will be able to stand strong no matter what comes at you as if you were a house built on rock that's what he calls peter don't forget peter's name was simon Jesus changes his name. He doesn't call him something else. He says, you are Peter, my rock. Because you're going to stand strong. He knows he's going to be denied three times. He knows Peter's going to get weak. Because he doesn't have the Holy Spirit yet. He knows he's going to go through these things. But he understands that Peter's going to come out of it. He's going to repent. He's going to feel sorry for what he's done. He's going to try to. And not only is he going to try to. He's going to redeem himself. He's going to place his trust in God. That's what he does. And he starts the church. He becomes a name that lives on, that lasts. So when you say, oh, you know, I want these things. I want to have a name that lasts. I want to have a name that lasts after I'm dead and gone. I want to, I want to accumulate things. I want to put my name on stuff. I want my family and my legacy to live on. How many people, how many people can say that their name has lived on? For 2,000 years. How many people can say that? There aren't many. There are not many. And I can't think of very many. That have done that. Whose name continues to live on. Because of the amount of money they have accumulated. The richest person in the history of the world. I don't know who that person is. It might be one of the one of the Roman uh, leaders, maybe Crassus, maybe I don't know. What about the the person with the with the the fanciest automobile, the fanciest car that has ever lived? I don't know who that person would be. Who had the most land? in the history of the world. I don't know. I don't know who that is. Some people 
Yeah, I think I saw a report recently that said it was the uh, uh, the Queen of England with some crazy amount of millions of acres. Right. The 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 point I'm trying to get across here is that those people's names have not lasted two thousand years, but Peter has. So has James. So has Andrew. So has Simon. So has Paul. All of these people who followed Christ and lived for him and sought him first. All that was given as well. Because their foundation, regardless of what happened to them here on earth, their foundation was built on rock. Not on sand. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? That's what Christ is saying. And as it finishes up, verse 28, it says, When Jesus had finished saying these things, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were astonished at his teaching. The crowds were astonished at his teaching because he was teaching like one who had authority, not like their scribes. He didn't, he didn't guess. He didn't beat around the bush. He didn't make excuses. He didn't said, well, I think that, uh, hmm. Well, I'm not sure, quite sure, but this is probably right. Hmm. No, he spoke with authority like no one else. And they were amazed at what he said. So for all the leaders out there, the so-called leaders out there, you need to speak as Christ spoke with authority. But in order to do that, then you have to speak what he spoke and stop trying to change his words to fit your agenda. Quit trying to change his message to fit your ideology. So that you don't offend people. So that you don't run off uh, a few of members of your congregation. Because you're scared of your advertisers. Because you're scared of, of people getting upset. Because you're scared of offending someone. Jesus wasn't afraid of offending someone. Speaking the truth. When you speak the truth. You can speak it boldly. I'll say that again, ladies and gentlemen. When you speak the truth, you can speak it boldly because it's the truth. If I was sitting up here and tried to trying to, to, to game you out of something, if I was trying to get you to, to, to give me money or so I could so I could buy my own personal things. If I was trying to sell you something on the cool and, and, and being slick about it and being silk-tongued, I'd have to hide. I'd have to obfuscate. I'd have to uh, use a bunch of big old words. I'd try to fool you. I wouldn't be able to stand in, in front of you and speak boldly because I would be lying. I would be falsifying. But when you speak the truth because you know the truth and you know the truth because Christ provides the truth. 
You can speak boldly in front of anybody. You can speak boldly in front of anybody. Because regardless of what their counter arguments are, regardless of how upset they may become, regardless of the situation in which you find yourself, you can stand strong, look people in the eye and speak boldly the truth because you, my friend, are like a man who built a house on rock. And for all those leaders out there who are shuffling and, and jiving across the TV screen and auditoriums full of people charging hundreds if not thousands of dollars to sit up close to you to all of those leaders quote unquote leaders we all know that you're building a house on sand. We all know that you're building a house on sand. To all the followers of people uh, of those organizations, you need to seek a house built on rock. There will be struggles in your life. But God will help you overcome. There will be pain in your life. But God will help you overcome. There will be sufferings in your life. But Paul says we glory. We glory in our sufferings. For sufferings bring perseverance. And that, my friend, brings hope. The hope of the one who is to come. The hope of an eternity with our Lord and Savior. But it starts with the foundation. Built on rock. And how does Christ say we, we become that person? Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them. Hears these words of mine and acts on them. That is how you build your house on rock. As always, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, happy Wednesday to you. I hope you got something out of today's podcast. I hope you learned something. We we look for inspiration, education, and some and some family uh and some family inspiration on Fridays to get your weekend going um, here on the podcast. So we come to you once again every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mondays are inspiration days. Mondays are praise days to get your week started. Wednesdays, like today, we come to you with a little bit of education, uh, step by step, story by story through the New Testament, trying to give you a little segment of what Christ said, how he lived, and, and how he died, and what he wants from us. And then on Fridays, a little focus on the family to make sure that you're trying to do the right thing. The next generation is equally as important as our generation. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, don't forget, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. Pick yourself up something nice. Um, we're open 24-7. Uh, premium Christian American gear. Be a walking, talking billboard for Christ. Get yourself something nice. Show the world where your priorities are. Until Friday, 
and when we focus on the family i want you guys to stay blessed and stay on fire for christ be uh be that rock be that house built on a foundation of rock until uh until friday stay blessed